I was stealing so many clients from CPA firms because they didn't do that. And because they were like, well, if you don't want what we have, then you can find someone else. And I was the someone else. Hey, welcome back to the Real Slim Fady Show. I am Fady Hawatma, your host, and I am pleased to be joined with Nina Chimura, the partner in charge at Outsourced Accounting Services at one of my favorite firms, a firm that I've been I've been a big fan of for a very long time and now have the pleasure of working with them. Welcome, Nina. Great to Thank have you, you here. Betty. So happy to be here. So super excited to obviously dive into a ton of stuff, but I guess we can kind of keep it keep it a little light right off the bat. Is you know would love to hear kind of how you got to where you are now, really your career progression and a quick jump. Sure thing. Sounds good. Um, so I've been with Witham for eighteen years. I obviously didn't always wear the hat of our leader of outsourced accounting services. I <laughs> came up through the ranks as kind of an audit person. Did a lot of audit work in real estate, nonprofit, consumer products. And about six years ago, I'd say now, I said, you know, there's got to be something more to this accounting life than auditing. And mm -hmm. I knew that I loved advising my clients, helping share in their growth and success. And seeing things from the historic lens on an audit side didn't always get you fully engaged in that process. And there was a lot of talk by the AICPA around that time of the commoditization of audit and tax and how advisory services were what the future was holding. So I did a little introspective thought process and said, what am I good at? What do I like? And I came down to, I really think that being part of a company, uh, but multiple companies, because I love the consulting aspect of it was where I wanted to be. I went to our CEO, Bill Hageman and said, uh, hey, Bill, I'd really like to start this outsourced accounting services group. I think there, it's a future success here at Witham and within the accounting profession. Took us a few versions of a, of a business plan. As someone having been out of school for quite some time, it was a little uh, overwhelming to try and write a business plan. Um, but I, I went to management committee and said, hey, can, we, can I give this a try? Took what seemed to be a big risk at the time because I had mm -hmm. had a book of business for audit work, you know, that was kind of going to be handed down to me had I made partners as an audit professional, but decided to switch gears into outsourced accounting and have over the last five years built the team to over 65 people in many of our wow. various offices. So it has been a great ride. And it's one of the things I think is the most amazing about with them is that they gave me the chance to take yeah. that shot. And I knew that if it didn't work or if I didn't love it, I'd have a place where I was. Um, mm -hmm. So it felt like a very safe risk to take. Yeah. Wow. That's actually phenomenal. That's actually Thank phenomenal. You. So, you know, the term entrepreneur, um, <laughs> you know, at Boeing, they always said you have to be an entrepreneur. I quite honestly thought it was always kind of hokey, but you are the definition of an entrepreneur. You literally started a startup at Witham. Yes. I used to um, tell my team all the time in the beginning, we are the scrappy startup in Witham. Yeah. There is no job that is not yours. We're all just going to make the client happy. And that's all we have to focus on. So, you know, nothing's above or below anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and I still think that today. And I've seen it in action, right? Obviously, we've been working together for, for a little while now, and I've definitely seen it in action. I didn't know that story. I honestly didn't know that story. And that is that it definitely makes a lot more sense why we get along so well, because you're you're literally just another founder, essentially. Oh, um, thank you. 
at a, at a bigger firm. I think that's, I think that's phenomenal. You know, I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear kind of how you've seen, obviously being, I mean, Witham's always been a very innovative firm. It's always been kind of leading the charge. And you know what? We said it in our white paper that we published together and, you know, I, I post about it and leading the charge, right? It, it, that's always the term, the phrase that I use when I think of Witham. And you are obviously an embodiment in leading the charge. And, you know, you took it, you took the bull by the horns. You know, I'd love to hear kind of from your perspective, from an insider's perspective, how does Witham really lead the charge? Is it is it from the top? Is it a tone set from the CEO and leadership? How, how does Witham keep doing it? Yeah, so it's definitely a tone at the top that has infiltrated the entire organization, because honestly, if you didn't have everyone in the organization in that movement, it mm -hmm. could stop at any level, right? Mm -hmm. From the receptionist getting us rooms yeah. to have meetings, all the way to the CEO needs to kind of be willing to be nimble, be quick, have a element of not being afraid to fail, I think is mm -hmm. really important, but also being thoughtful about it, right? Making sure that when we have new team members come on, that they are trained in innovation, they're trained in, you know, leadership skills at a very early age to kind of be able to see these opportunities as they come to be and giving them the freedom to try something with the safety nets that if you know, you're going to fail, it's not going to affect a client, it's not going to do anything giant to the firm, but it's going to teach you something and let you try something next time. So I think it definitely yeah. is a, a culture of the top. I think that our technology team really helps play in that as well, because they are understanding that we're going to try different technologies. We're going to beta test things. We're going mm -hmm. to accept lots of, of different business cases for why we are going to do something mm -hmm. just because we've done something some way before is not the way we're going to go about it after. And that goes way back yeah. to even our auditor days. I remember being like a third year staff person and someone saying to me, they hated the term Sally, same as last year, right? <laughs> because <laughs> it, it may be the same as last year, but should it be? Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think we, we take that thought process into our day-to-day -day business making decisions of mm -hmm. just because it was something doesn't mean that's where it's going to be forever. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. This is, you know, obviously with them really is a phenomenal firm right? It really is a phenomenal firm. And, and it's hard to find huge firms that actually want to change. They always say when, when you work with big companies, big firms, especially in the accounting industry, account, accountants are so risk averse from the get-go. And then you, you put uh, hundreds of them together, you're, you're just even more risk averse. And so it's, it's funny to see how the industry's definitely changed where 10 years ago, you know, we've both been in the industry. You've been, you know, you're, you're obviously in the industry. I've been always kind of adjacent to it on the accounting side, but the industry has changed so much on what is required, what has been required and what will be required. You know, I'd love to hear your perspective of what you're trying to drive at with them to keep the, keep it ahead of the game. And, and see how the industry is really changing, uh, even outside of with them, right? It's not, sure. it's not just with them. So I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So I think for us on the outsourced accounting side, I'll speak to specifically, we started this practice thinking, okay, let's get really good at the day-to-day -day accounting functions and that controllership down services that we can provide. And we want to make sure that we have that backbone because you know, at the end of the day, it's garbage in, garbage out, right? Yep. So if you don't have 
uh, a way to do things efficiently, effectively, and correct in that backend side, all of the advisory stuff that goes above that can't be done. Mm-hmm. So we kept a, a, a tight focus on, you know, let's get the controllership level work mm-hmm. perfected. And now what we're looking at is how can we expand upon that? What are our next mm-hmm. steps? Our, mm-hmm. our next steps look like CFO advisory services. They look like FP&A services. They look like things that we can easily bolt on to our current set of services that we provide and expand upon them and do it in an efficient way because our standardized processes on the back end, mm-hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, we're a people business. There's only so much yep. time in the day. You're only as analytic and intuitive as the experiences that you have been through mm-hmm. as a, an accountant and as a person. And mm-hmm. it's our jobs to make sure that we stay ahead of our competition by having more experiences and having mm-hmm. more to say that to help them um, on yeah. a daily basis. Yeah. So when you when you look at the industry, like what are you seeing from some of the bigger firms? Like obviously the difference between the big four and the number five is a huge gap. You know, yeah. there's there's the big four are always kind of considered just in a league of their own. What do you see just holistically, obviously from the big firms all the way down to the smaller firms? Like if you were to start a firm by yourself right now, what would you see as the future of accounting services, of outsourced CFO services? What do you what do you see that trending towards? So I see a more integrated approach to support clients. So think of the concierge at a hotel that can bring you to all of the different restaurants and all of the different activities that you need to have a good time on your vacation. I see the firms that are succeeding in the next 10, 20 years to really be able to latch on to that thought process of we're going to give you one person to go to and they're going to help you with all kinds of things, Mm -hmm. but we need to be specialized for all of those things to be the best version of them that we can give you. Mm -hmm. So your team is going to be expansive, right? You're going to be talking to all kinds of people about state and local tax, about CFO services, about budgeting and forecasting, about outsourced accounting, but you're really going to see it through the lens of that one trusted advisor that can put all of that together and save you all that legwork and then present it to you in a way that becomes more valuable to you. I think that the firms and, and the teams that can figure out how to have that integrated service approach better are going to succeed a lot more because frankly, we've become so specialized that it's almost been divisive to yeah, the yeah. profession. You know, it, you used to go to the accountant on Main Street and they would do it all. And then we got all of the rules got so complex that they couldn't do everything, right? And we yeah. split into audit and tax. And now we're splitting into audit, tax, and advisory. And all of our clients need all of those services. So how can we, you know, barring any independence rules or anything, provide all of those services in a way mm-hmm. that the client feels it is a cohesive, efficient, effective process? Yeah, I absolutely love that. When I was running my outsourced CFO firm, I was stealing so many clients from the accounting firms in Chicago because they were all so specialized. There was no one, you know, every startup, every growing company, every changing company needs that CFO level advisory work, right? Advisory is always kind of the biggest phrase, the biggest term that's literally, you know, it used to be the flavor of the month. Now it's it's here to stay. You know, firms need to do and, and provide advisory. I was stealing so many clients from CPA firms because they didn't do that. And because they were like, well, if you don't want, if you don't want what we have, then you can find someone else. 
and I was the someone else. And so I would go and, and steal at that, that business. And that's how I grew the majority of my outsource CFO firm. You know, I ran that firm for four years, almost four years. And that was the main reason. And now with clockwork, I'm like, great, let's make those firms better. Instead yep. of having an outsource CFO come and steal that work or having to grow a full blown, you know, 200 person organization that are just outsource CFOs that can maybe handle 10 clients a person, let's have a software that enables and empowers. And, you know, that's, that was really the, that was really the core around the clockwork offering. And that's why clockwork was built the way that it was awesome to hear from your perspective. And from my perspective, how, how that actually marries pretty well. And I think it's brilliant. Cause I, like I said, I think if we can standardize more and more of the day-to-day -day accounting piece of it, yeah. the power of clockwork is so much larger, right? Yeah. yeah. Because if you have a standardized chart of accounts, if you have a, a certain way of doing things, you can run those cl clockwork reports for 20, 30 clients in comparison yeah. to only being able to do it for 10 and individualizing all of them. Mm -hmm. um, so that really is the key to being able to have more wide reaching CFO services and not really making it be, you know, you need to have eight hours a week of services yeah. for you to have any. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is where you are when each company and client is different. Yep. And the demands of companies are way different, right? COVID supercharged this entire thing. And, you know, now it's kind of one of those, you know, oh, everyone just blames COVID for all this stuff. But COVID was a reality check for everyone running a business, everyone running sure. a company and for everyone working with companies on the professional services side. And now, you know, everyone thought it was just, oh, this is just COVID. We'll get past it. Like COVID's here to stay, right? It's not going anywhere. The way that world has been run is completely shifted because of COVID. And now it's funny seeing companies that are like, oh, shit, I need to manage cash. I can't just keep <laughs> looking at my bank account and all right, I yep. have dollars in there. I'm good to go. It's just so funny to see how that has completely shifted for you. You know, people like you and I, we grew up thinking this way. We're like, you have yep. to have, you're not managing your cash. Like what is wrong with you? And for the longest time, it was like banging my head against a wall. And I'm sure it was for you where you're like, how is no one understanding that you need to be tracking this? How is no one understanding that you need to see this? I think it, it definitely put a laser-like focus on mm -hmm. cash flow, budgeting, forecasting, those things that Clockwork does really, really well. Mm -hmm. um, what I've also found as you being a support for outsourced accounting services teams is that initially pre-COVID, when we were going into clients to pitch outsourced accounting, it was often we maybe had one competitor but they were thinking about keeping the team in-house, having someone come there on a regular basis on an outsourced yeah. arrangement or mm -hmm. being comfortable with a fully remote process and procedures that can allow for segregation of duties and, and more specialized services and things like that. And I think on a, in a post-COVID world, more of us are doing it on a more remote basis mm -hmm. and our clients are very comfortable with that. So what we're yeah. seeing is a lot more standardization of proposals in mm -hmm. the sense that you're not up against an orange if you're an apple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're <laughs> up that, against yeah. other apples. Now, yeah. we all have differentiators about us, you know, of course, quality yeah. of staff, technology, mm -hmm. innovation, all of those kind of things. But at least we're not competing with ourselves in a way that makes it very, very difficult to compare the services. Yeah. Um, and I think that gives us a lot more ability 
to provide the higher end services um, mm -hmm. because we're kind of getting the buy-in of the initial processing yeah. procedures. Yeah. The market provides that buy-in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I absolutely love that. I think the funniest thing was my clients, when I would tell them, you know, we're going back, you know, I started my firm in 2015 and that may not seem like a long time ago, but that's a long time ago, especially in this industry, right? <laughs> the you rate know, of change for yeah, sure. <laughs> it's, it's a long time ago. And I would go and tell people, I'm like, Hey, I'll be your outsource CFO. And they're like, that sounds good. But what do you do? Like, what, what, what do I need? What does that mean? And I'm like, what do you mean? What does it mean? Like you get your financial projections and you get your cash flow forecast. They're like, oh, so you'll help me raise money. And I'm like, there's so much more <laughs> to it. Yeah. But now the companies that sign up for Clockwork directly, they're like, yeah, we need a model. We need cash flow. We need metrics. And I'm like, wow, the company's awareness in general that they need this is is completely different than it used to be. Yes, for sure. I think it's it's been a wonderful byproduct of the ability for the technology to do more mm -hmm. is that people are willing to spend more time to understand it and yeah. see the value in it. Because um, mm -hmm. like you said, trying to get clients some time to understand how important a forecast is, yeah. it, is difficult in a time where cash is always going up. Um, yeah. But now that yeah. we're seeing that, you know, there's uncertainty in the marketplace and, and something like a global pandemic can happen, yeah. it, it oh, gets yeah. a little bit more interesting to them. Yeah. It's real. It's real. Yep. So, you know, I grew up in a restaurant, you know, my, and I, and I always say that I grew up in a restaurant. Like I, my dad literally bought two restaurants in St. Louis, Missouri when I was two years old. So I literally grew up in the restaurants. We moved here from Jordan. I I'm surprised I don't know that because I did as well. But did you? No <laughs> yes. way. What, what, what restaurants? Uh, a pizzeria. My parents owned a no pizzeria. No way. See, I'm telling you. <laughs> but this is, this is sorry, why I don't mean to interrupt click. you. Yes, no, totally. This, I mean, this is why we click. I, 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 the funniest thing is, I always say I never want to hire anyone who hasn't worked in the restaurant industry. It definitely it, gives you like, a leg up. And you oh know what? Gosh. People don't put it on their resume. I'm like, it's crazy. Why isn't that there? Yeah, <laughs> that, that should be the leading services, thing. It's huge, yes. <laughs> yeah, that should be the leading thing. And it's the funniest, like when you when you see, and you literally was just having this conversation with a partner of ours yesterday, and she's like, oh yeah, well, you know, we really want to introduce Clockwork to all these companies that we work with and this and that. And she's like, kind of touching on, you know, some sort of referrals. And I'm like, listen, I don't care about the money. And most CEOs are full of shit because, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, 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 it's part of But they don't know what it's really like. You know, I grew up in the restaurant. I saw the troubles. I saw the good stuff. I saw the bad stuff. I saw the challenges. I literally worked through summers, college, post-college. I'll never forget this. I used to work at Boeing right out of college, and I would, I would work – half day Fridays. So Boeing allowed us a super flexible schedule. So I would go to Boeing from 7am till noon on Fridays and the restaurant opened at 11am and I'd go straight from Boeing to the restaurant to work <laughs> with my dad, you know, and, until close at, you know, 8pm we closed. Do and you still have the nightmares like I do when you wake up and you're like, I forgot to give that person that glass of water. Yes. yes. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yes, yes. <laughs> they asked uh, for that yeah. water and I forgot to give it to them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yes. The, the struggle is real. The struggle is. is so real. And people don't understand it. You know, no. and and it's I quite honestly, I think that's one of the biggest reasons that this this industry has gotten such a kind of a bad rap for so long where if you're not in it, you don't give a shit. 
right? If you yep. don't know what I've really went through, you don't give a shit. If you don't know what I am going through as a as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you don't give a shit. But when you actually know that and you know to the core, like it changes everything. You don't yep. just become a product or a service or a solution. You, you are a person that knows the pain and that's all, that's all people need. And that's exactly, you know, where my comment earlier today was, I came into outsourced accounting because I thought I could affect people's businesses and help them yeah. grow. And it's exactly that watching yeah. you know, your parents work 70 hours a week and yeah. knowing that one extra shift that you could take was giving them some satisfaction and some mm -hmm. you know, re relaxation and that kind of thing yeah. is to me, it, it may not be serving pizza anymore, but if I'm allowing my clients to feel that comfort of our team is taking care of it, and that means that it's completed. Yeah. The things that we can provide them are insights that help them become a better company. Mm -hmm. It's a win, you know, because yeah. that is so yeah. hard. Finding yeah. good talent and finding people that want to be on your side through all of that is so difficult. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think that that is where uh, you could really be a dif differentiator in in the marketplace. Oh, a thousand percent. Like I love, I love the fact, you know, when you were like, I still wake up three in the morning because I didn't give that person that water. People don't understand. Like that's, that's the level of care in every conversation. I remember, and you know, this is a sad thing about humans, right? Is we remember the bad more than the good. And when a client on clockwork has a negative experience, it legitimately every single, I think about it all the time. It if got they, you. Yeah. Like, where did I go wrong? How can I yeah. not do it again? What did I, you know, yeah. every, and from being in the restaurant business, you know that their negative experience may not have anything to do with what you can control, right? Mm -hmm. It may be the mm -hmm. kitchen, it may be the hostess, it may be wh whoever, yeah. um, but it's your responsibility to get them that final package and mm -hmm. see them through to that satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And I think being able to look at things in a lens of, well, it doesn't really matter whose fault it is. Mm -hmm. What matters is the end experience and how to improve that yeah. makes you such a better servant and professional service oh, provider, yeah. you know, yeah. to, to your clients. Yeah. And that, you know, Maya Angelou, the, you know, the quote that's, you know, used 70, 70 million times, right? People don't remember what you did. They remember how you made them feel. That does not change, you know, even running my firm, working at Boeing, working, you know, now running Clockwork, a tech company, you look at it on paper, we're a VC-backed tech startup. You would think, you know, it's it's a pump and dump. I'm just here to make my investors all rich and become a billionaire and become, but no, it means so much more than than that. And, you know, like sure. with you at Witham, it means so much more than just, hey, I'm working at a, you know, huge, massively successful accounting firm. It means so much more. And that's, missed a lot on a lot of people. It, it's one of the unintended side effects that I, I didn't realize coming in. You know, when I thought about what we, what I was doing in outsourced accounting, it was about affecting other people's businesses and, and helping them grow. And what I found now, having grown the team to 65 people, is that I have a great amount of pride and gratitude for the fact that I'm giving them all positions mm -hmm. and they all are able to do what I love so much and provide yeah. our clients with advisory services and seeing them succeed and seeing them pr get promoted and, and move through the ranks and learn something new is um, yeah. so gratifying to me. Yeah. I never, you know, 
in, in all those versions of the business plan. Yeah. <laughs> I never saw yeah. that happening. Yeah. hundred <laughs> you know? percent. And now it's kind of what, what, what makes me so happy every day with what yeah. I do. And that's what makes you a phenomenal leader, right? People are people as professionals that gets lost so much. Like when you're, you know, and, and I'm very guilty of it too. When I was starting clockwork, you know, I've been running clockwork for almost five years now. I started by myself, you know, literally working constantly seven days a week, 16 hour days for a solid two years. I was, I was on that schedule and I had zero patience for anyone. And I very quickly forgot that these are all mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews, like you forget that people are people. And but that lesson of knowing how you lost it mm -hmm. is so valuable when dealing with others. Yeah. Because it's where they are. You yeah. know, it's not about them trying to be difficult or dismissing or any mm -hmm. dismissive or anything like that. It's where they are and being mm -hmm. able to internalize that and say this is not about me. Yeah. It's about them. How can yep. I make their lives easier? Because they clearly need it. It yep. is a huge growing piece yeah. <laughs> of advisory yeah. services. You 100%. know, and you can't explain it. You can't yeah. until you've lived through it. You can't yeah. really. That's not teachable. You know, help founders in a different in that way. Yeah, in that specific connection. Yeah. And for me, it was so unique because people would sign up for Clockwork. They'll set up an, a, a meeting with me, and if Clockwork's not a fit, I'll tell them. This is not a fit for you. Like yeah. we are way too expensive. You need something much more simple. You can use X, Y, or Z and I'll give them competitors. I'll give them other solutions and, and you know, other advice. And people are always like, wait, what? Like why? I'm like, I want what is best for you. I don't, I don't yep. give a shit if you sign up for clockwork or not. I give a shit if clockwork is a perfect fit for you. For sure. And that's, it's professional that's karma, important. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what goes around comes around. And I think, yeah. that it, you know, for, for those of us that are providing services out there, it's a huge reputational risk if you're not the right fit and you try and mm -hmm. do it anyway. Yeah. Um, so being able to say, Hey, this isn't going to work for us at this time. I don't have the right person. I don't have the right services, whatever it mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. I think develops that level of trust that when yeah. it is the right fit, they'll come yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah, they will come. And it was the funniest thing because when I first started Clockwork, I was like, please, anyone talk to me, anyone sign up for Clockwork, <laughs> anyone just come and, you know, use my software. Give me validation that I'm doing something right. Now, you know, we've been very fortunate. I've been very fortunate to have great success with Clockwork so far. Obviously, we have a long way to go, but with what we're doing, you know, now I'm hyper selective on who we work with. I'm hyper selective on what companies we put on clockwork, how we move it. It's not a please anyone just come in and we'll work out if it's a good fit down the road. It's if you are not a good fit, I'm going to tell you because you will do both of us a great disservice yeah, for sure. moving forward. Um, and I'll, I'll steal a phrase from one of my favorite workout companies, Peloton. They always say together, yeah. we will go far together. Yeah. We will go far. Yeah. I, love <laughs> I that. truly believe that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I absolutely love that. Well, Nina, this has been phenomenal. Thank you so much for joining me Thank on you. here. I know that we we could probably talk literally to, for for you know ten hours. No one would be listening by the end. Yeah. It would be a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love that. We will definitely make sure to to do this again. But thank you so much, and thanks everyone again. This has been episode eight of the Real Slim Fady Show. And again, thank you so much, Nina. Thank you, and thank you for listening. Right. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>